Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 208, episode 3 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Wednesday, October 27th, 2021, four days away from Halloween. But, you know, we don't need to be counting down to any particular day because today is, of course, Navy Day. Wow. And Black Cat Day. Wow. And most importantly of all, National American Beer Day. Oh. Yeah. You know, it's about time we celebrate the great American beer. Swill beers. Yeah. Just beer <laughs> that doesn't taste like beer. Although, shout out the micros. You know, oh, yeah. you know, I had, have you, there's this Lagunitas non alcoholic thing they make called a hop fresher or something. Have you had that? No, I've had I've had good. hop water, and it tasted too much like an IPA for me, and it just like oh, made it was evoking. Me, yeah, I was yeah. just like I don't know. It, I I put a little grenadine in it, and it turned into the greatest soda I've ever made in my life. Wow, grenadine I'm, I look, with I'm IPA, spooky. Yeah. yeah, you're out here. Yeah. All right. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, aka So I Soak. Yeah, just leave it laying inside holes and letting <laughs> friends move us around. That is courtesy of Kale Satan at J Music Chicago. And I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. I got the toaster mom said miss me, so I'll try it. Got that strawberry popped off that pimp is fire. Got my toaster dropped that pastry feelings right. Got that strawberry pop tart and it's fire. And look, if you know Blueberry Yum Yum, you knew what that was. And Christy Yamaguchi main or Christy Yamaguchi slain in this spooky era of ours spooky came time. through with that wonderful AKA because you heard about the struggle of my pop tart struggle with my mother. Mm. So yeah, thanks for that one. What is Blueberry Yum Yum? That's just a, a song. You don't know Blueberry Yum Yum? <laughs> Hold on, you you had to have heard Blueberry Yum Yum because huh? you like. You like the Dungeon family. You like enough Atlanta stuff. Yeah. That was Ludacris and Sleepy Brown. Oh, okay. I might have missed no? it. No? I was, I was pretty pretty specific to Outcast. Outcast, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, you weren't for the whole uh, Disturbing the Peace no. uh, when 2 Chains was Titty Boy era. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> titty Boy. What a name. I can't believe you didn't just stick with that. Hey, man, he's like Facebook. He knows. He knows when uh, <laughs> you got a losing message. He's going to switch it up. Titty, titty boy. boy isn't yeah. quite blowing up the charts like I thought it would. <laughs> Let me take a break and come back. It's two chains. All right. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by one of the funniest writers and editors of our time. Uh, he was the editor or editor-in-chief of Gawker and Deadspin when they were Heard of those. the the best sites on the internet. He currently is the founder and writer behind the great newsletter, The Small Bow, and hosts the Recovery Podcast, Really Good Shares. Please welcome the brilliant, the talented, AJ Delario! AJ. What's up? Love it. Thank you. Nothing. I wish I, I don't have to do any of the bubblegum bubble yum yum songs, right? Or anything like that. <laughs> no, I mean, unless you got one on deck. No, I don't. No, I, okay. I was so impressed. It's just like how you guys do this. This is amazing. Hey, uh, we try. I we have try. notes. So I'm, I'm coming here knowing that you guys are, are pros at this. So I don't want to screw up your show. You, uh, <laughs> <Not at all. laughs> how was that joke? That's my first note, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you might have over prepared for our show, but that's great. We love it. Yeah, yeah. it might might get us to first rate at some point. Yeah, one comfortably a second rate show at the moment. Yes, and we, we feel good about it. Where are you coming to us from, AJ? <laughs> 
I'm coming to you live from Larchmont. Hey! The whitest town in Los Angeles, as they call it, right? (laughs) As it's known. Yeah, yeah. The the best Rite Aid in Los Angeles is in Larchmont. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to be there a little later on buying Halloween candy. Got it all. Got a pan quotidian. I mean... You, there's a, there was that sneaker store. Is Kick still on Larchmont? No, nope, long gone, no. long gone unfortunately. No, oh boy, yeah. yeah. And then they had a uh, so Kicks shut down, and then they had this like pop up shop that was like a faux Kicks. It didn't even have walls; it just had a curtain that went around it. Oh, and like pipe and, and drape kind of thing. Yeah, and then they would <laughs> the people who worked there would like kind of disappear behind the curtain and come out with the shoes. And I bought two pairs of shoes there, and I'm pretty sure they were both fakes. Like, they they (laughs) basically didn't work as shoes. They, like, squeaked and, like, made weird noises. And, like, it was uh, the Silver Bullets, the Air Max Silver Bullets. And when I pulled on, you know, they had that little tag. It just, like, popped open. Oh. So, not great, but, yeah. Oh, so there's a pop-up, maybe like trading on the good name of yeah. Kicks to peddle their third-rate wares. I kind of admired it, yeah. Yeah, that was smart. That's smart. Nice. All right, AJ, we are going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to sure. tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the Virginia governor's race. We're going to talk about the coming GOP outrage over Thanksgiving prices. Uh, it might be our Uh-oh. most expensive ever we're going to uh talk about the official top 10 most popular halloween candies and where where they rank and now oh we have another ranking so the takeout just put together like the according to i think sales like what are the 10 most popular and then they rank them according to deliciousness and i wanted to kind of get you guys' thoughts on okay on uh, Halloween candy. We're going to talk about a bunch of Facebook bullshit, plenty more. But first, AJ, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? Yeah. And this was a little tough for me because my four-year-old son calls my phone every time. So it's all about dinosaurs, actually. Hell yeah. So he keeps asking Google to scan Albertosaurus, Carnotaurus, Dilopodocus. And then the only thing that was actually from me was... Uh, Will Shiba Uno reach one cent? Oh, yeah. Where's he at right now? I know. I, I went down. The, I, I became a crypto person because I don't do drugs anymore. Wow. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you do instead. <laughs> Got to yep, get that though Exactly. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I saw that thing where like, they were like, yo, Elon, how much Shiba coin you hold? And it's like, none. And then it's like, <laughs> pew. <laughs> oh, man. All right, only Are a little not? bit. That's when yeah. you, you jump in. You ride hey, for a dip. Buy the yeah. dip, baby. Yeah. You out over your skis on this Shiba yeah. Uno stuff or what? Tell, tell me what's <laughs> going on on the markets, man. You upside down? What's what's going on here? <laughs> no, no, man. I own I, I just dumped another twenty dollars in there, so now I own seven million Shiba Unos. Yeah. <laughs> for a grand total of, of three hundred and twenty seven dollars. So uh, uh-huh. there you go. But if that thing reaches a cent then I will have seventy-one thousand dollars. So, I mean, come on, Shiba. Yeah, because well, yeah. there you go. And what are we at? One four millionths of a cent at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. cool. <laughs> so, is dino are dinosaurs kind of a singular obsession for your your four year old? Where, yeah, is yeah. yeah. It, it was trains. It was, it was it was trains for about hey. two months, and then dinosaurs are now dominating. 
right now. We yeah. wow. we are in the midst of a quote sort of tail end of a almost two year long train obsession with our five year old that I I wish would turn into dinosaurs because at least those are those are a little bit more interesting to me. I, I mean, I, dinosaurs are so fascinating because I'm every every time he talks about them, I'm like, why did I ever stop like getting into dinosaurs? Right? I mean, there's yeah. this like. It seems like it's weird that it doesn't carry over to adulthood. Yeah. Because they're kind of incredible. Right. Oh, of and uh, much better than trains. Much better than trains. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was not big on Thomas the train. Th- yeah. Thomas sucks. Thomas Did y'all so have strange. dinosaur phases as kids? I was, uh, I was singularly into sharks. Because of Jaws. Just Jaws. Right? Yeah. And just like wanting to be eaten by a mm. shark, wanting to see a shark eat someone. I was a right. fucked up kid. You wait, you wanted to be eaten by a shark? Yeah. That was my, that was my life goal. That's fucking deep, dude. Nice. I was, yeah. I was also into like slasher movies. I just liked watching things be killed in movies. Yeah, at a no, very I do age. that now, actually. When, yeah. You know, when I feel, when I feel a little squirmy, you know, like, I mean, you're, are you out on this show in terms of as a recovering person or am I like, you know, yeah, yeah, you up? yeah, yeah. No, you can, yeah. you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. You're, you're in the secret club. <laughs> That's right. But yeah, no, when I, when I get, when I get those kind of urges now, I usually either buy crypto or watch the little boy in Jaws get eaten in the rough. <laughs> Just that because it's been on Netflix but, yeah. for about six months. Yeah, you know yeah. that's 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 where I put all that kind of that drug energy that I used to. Ride See, I'm a so sick long. fuck. I I like to watch uh, Brady get smacked in the face by his morning mother. That's what I'm into. You know, <laughs> the real heart heartache of it all. So I have the like I've noticed that a lot of the I have a three year old too, and like I've noticed that a lot of the shit that like kids get obsessed with overlaps with the things that like blockbuster movies tend to be about like you know space dinosaurs uh sharks superheroes but like trains never really made the right like the i guess under siege Uh, taking a pelham one two three money train Uh, oh what else we got here yeah Yeah. Yeah. we watch that every day just like frozen yeah oh yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) a money train every day taking a pelham one two three yeah I guess it's like yeah. more an ingredient in a lot of movies rather than like the whole concept of the movie. But I under do under siege. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean? There, there's no shortage of movies. I'm just wondering, like, why Spielberg hasn't like made the train movie to end all train movies that like you know just saturated right. the the world's train needs. And I think I think the explanation is it's the worst of the children's obsessions. It's just like the least interesting. And yeah. It's yeah, it's about George Stevenson, the creator of the locomotive, and how people <laughs> were right. like, "Dude, you'll never do it," and it's just called loco. There you go. Oh, I mean, hey, we're spitballing. We'll <laughs> edit that out so that we can get uh, <laughs> so we can pitch that to Amblin later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trash trucks also. Trucks and trash trucks are probably due for a big uh, blockbuster. Treatment. He's into some hard graft, man. Yeah, like just like yeah, man, it's heavy machinery. Because yep. I remember when I, when we were over at the place and I showed him that like Dutch trash truck video, he was just he was like, "What the?" F- he hasn't stopped this? talking about it. Yeah, it's, he's like, "Where's the Netherlands?" I'm like, it's a beautiful <laughs> place. <laughs> I it could be worse. I saw a kid and his parents like run up to a police officer and like the kid was obsessed with police officers and like thought they were really cool. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that's not 
mine. Uh, would you have that talk right now? Do you have that talk? Uh, the ACAP talk that all cops yeah, yeah. are <laughs> kind of <laughs> like, a li- a li- like sort of, you know, like as much uh-huh. as you can without getting into, into details, but you know, just talking about like how, you know, because like they, they were into Paw Patrol for a, a brutal couple of months and, you know, the, yeah. the cop there is, you know, a hero and I, Right. It's I, I don't remember exactly how I put it, but I, I've definitely tried to like shade things a little bit so they're not like yeah. all cops are are uh, the heroes who save us all. Right. Like yeah. the police yeah. act act as agents of the state who have a monopoly right. on physical <laughs> right. violence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, because like my sometimes my son will say something along the lines of just like, oh, will he go to jail? And I'll like correct him. Yeah. Like, uh-uh, we're we're a prison reform family. And then, you know, that's right. not something really, yeah, <laughs> goes over his head at yeah. this point. But, yeah. Right. And you're like, we'll, we'll incrementally roll that up. Yeah. yeah. Um, you start early. I mean. That is one of the things that Paddington, too, another, uh, it has a great train scene and also a, a big, like, prison chunk. And that blew my kid's mind. The Like, the, they were asking me about prison for, like, a week after that. And it's like, yeah, no, it's fucked up. I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's not good. They they do that. Like, if you if you break a rule, you have to just go there. And it's not as fun as it looked in Paddington, either. <laughs> Show them Oz. Have them watch Oz. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Yeah, like, no, let me, let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's change the tempo up a little bit. This is out of DC. What's something you think is overrated, AJ? Oh, man. You know, I I don't know the tenor of your show exactly just yet, but I I, I this is what I had, and I thought long and hard about this. Cologuard. Cologuard. Are you familiar with Cologuard? Oh, I see the commercials. Yeah, yeah. No, well, because I mean, for for those of you who don't know, it's supposed to be a more convenient way of basically taking a, a, a colonoscopy, right? So they oh. they send you this box instead, God. right? And uh, you know, I, and the only reason, I mean, I'm not squeamish about the colonoscopy, but I mean, in terms of just like, yep, young children and setting a time for this right. is kind of tough. So I took the, I took the box, right. And thinking that the box was going to be kind of exciting. Like it's a skill game. You, you, you crap in a box and then someone comes and grabs it <laughs> and then they let you know whether or not you have colon cancer or not. And it's just a lot more complicated than that. Right. I mean, I uh, I was expecting in my head, like, you know, I, I, I'll i poop in the box and then it'll be just like in seven with Gwyneth Paltrow's head being transported by some like, you know, right. faceless delivery man into the desert. <laughs> but it's not. It's a lot. There's a lot of directions that I haven't really fully, you know, read at this point. But also since like, you know, the doctor basically puts in the request, all the color guard people kind of harass you. Like, where is your sample? I get calls all the time from the color guard people basically huh. begging me to send in my box of poop. And uh, I, I haven't done it. Come on, just man. Yet. Just give us your but shit. at this point, <laughs> yeah. I mean, color guard is, is, is not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, I thought there would be like a, a week of me kind of climbing all ladders, trying to drop it in the box from different heights. You know, I mean, but it's not like that at all. <laughs> There's just, there's some, there's, there's Q-tips and just samples. and Yeah. Yeah. That little shit basket that you have to set up in the toilet. Yeah. I feel like I'd just, that, that the cup would runneth over. Uh, like, I don't right? know if I could regulate, like, when to be like, okay, that's enough sample. That's enough sample. Like, sure. yeah. <laughs> now take that thing out. But uh, that's, that's a very, yeah. maybe unique problem to me. 
uh, like the challenge I, I was picturing, like having to thread the camera up your asshole, but they're able to just use a sample to like yeah. figure it out, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Huh. It's like, um, you know, 23 and me. Right. Basically. Right. Right. Yeah. Don't get those boxes mixed up. 23 no, is going to be pissed no. if you, yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, what's something you think is underrated? And this was, this was kind of sad because this is the first thing that came into my mind that I was excited about, uh, hard boiled <laughs> eggs. But, oh, um, then, then I, then I moved off of that. Cause I'm like, you know, it doesn't seem like a show that everybody's going to be like, ah, oh, hard boiled eggs. I love them. <laughs> right. And you know? finally, so well, then I, I went to, I went to chocolate malt Ovaltine, right. You know, wow. which, uh, oh. which my, my, my son is drinking a lot of, and you know, I, it's one of those things that actually is a lot better than I always remember it. I mean, it's kind of like the tang of chocolate milks a little bit, mm. right? But it's actually quite good. I mean, if you shake it vigorously, it gets all bubbly and it's a uh, full with 12 vitamins and minerals and actually very good for you. Yeah. And they are, you told us that they were, uh, a personal like you have a unique arrangement with them they're a personal sponsor and you come on other people's podcasts and kind of you know no we're sponsored by people... Colagard, actually Colagard. <laughs> yeah. i think that was okay, pretty clear right, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> the theme at themed episode now ovaltine is meant to be mixed with milk and not water correct because i feel like i've both. had i do both wow the oh, water version really cutting. i think i the few times i've had the water version kind of fucked it for me but the the milk version does tend to be pretty delicious. No, the way you do it is they 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 call for two scoops. You do four, then you do a splash right. of water <laughs> just to kind of right. just to kind of get it wet, and then you hit it with right. the milk, and then you just oh, like you know you you do it. kind of like bar shaking, like you're making a martini basically, but it's Ovaltine, and then it comes right, out right, all right. frothy, and uh, it's, yeah. it's very yeah. very good. And also not as heavy and thick as chocolate milk. Do you do the shake over the shoulder like you're... What I do is I dump, I have two, I have two cups and then I just kind of dump them back and forth into one another until everything's all mixed together. Yeah. 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 I was always on uh, Nesquik as a kid. I don't think, and I would do the same thing is like, it didn't, I don't know, I don't know what the recommended serving amount is. I just did it till the shit was like super thick. Super right. like now, yeah. th- now this tastes good to me. Yeah, and then sometimes exactly. I'll eat the powder raw. My mom will catch me. She's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I'm like, oh, coughing because it's just like all drying out my mouth. I was an idiot, but I love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like the cinnamon challenge, basically. Yeah, yeah. Before it was that, it was yeah. me trying to eat just tablespoons of Nesquik powder and realizing it was not even close to what I thought it was going to be. No vitamins and minerals in that, though, Miles. Unlike I rich chocolatey yeah. Ovaltine. Well, I would then I'd do a line of Flintstones vitamins. So, but, <laughs> Those so are still you, out just here. to level off. But the Flintstones vitamins have outlasted the cultural relevance of the Flintstones. Like, I by, know by quite a bit. My kids do. Some kids just know it as a vitamin at this point. My kids somehow know yabba dabba do, but they don't know Where what the from? fuck the Flintstones is, and they do take the Flintstones vitamins. Which... You're like, where'd you hear that, boy? Tell me now. <laughs> yabba dabba. <laughs> Who told you this? Do you recognize this man? No. <laughs> What's happening to us? We society? don't show them the Flintstones. We do show them the old Winston cigarette commercials with starring the Flintstones <laughs> about right. how uh, healthy and smooth the <laughs> Winston cigarettes are. Right, right, right. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
And we're back. And the Virginia governor's race is a dead heat. This feels like one of those stories. Uh, I've seen it a lot of places. I have not let it in to this point enough to like start caring or following it. But it seems like maybe I have to. I feel like the the guys at Crooked Media would really want me to uh, give a shit about this this race. They're going to tell you why it's going to predict everything that's going to happen for the next right. two years politically, sure. which a lot of people are going all in on that take. But yeah, I mean, it's an it's an it's an interesting state. It's purple, and also you know the governor there has been trying to do the best by the people, while you also have a challenger who comes in and is trying to do the walking the fine line of like being MAGA, but because it's not a full blown red state, like you gotta kind of be like, I mean, I don't agree with Steve Bannon, I just like some of his ideas type shit. Yeah, and you know messaging can like make or break a campaign, and Youngkin who is running against Terry McAuliffe. He may have found a winning message, you know, as I said, to win over, especially the even keeled independents in the suburbs. As we noticed, that's something the GOP is very concerned about is like we don't want to turn off independents in the suburbs because, you know, they're concerned parents who are deeply invested in their children's futures and they're not always into just full blown racism and uh, dog whistling. So when they hear about this mother's story. And how she was just absolutely just destroyed by the policies of Terry McAuliffe. I have a feeling that people are going to be voting Youngkin. So I just want to play this clip just so you can understand. And just when you're listening to this woman speak, imagine someone who claims to have had an immaculate conception with the ghost of Stonewall Jackson. (laughs) That's kind of her vibe. As a parent, it's tough to catch everything. So when my son showed me his reading assignment, my heart sunk. It was some of the most explicit material you can imagine. Oh, no. I met with lawmakers. They couldn't believe what I was showing them. Their faces turned bright red with embarrassment. They passed bills requiring schools to notify parents when explicit content was assigned. It was bipartisan. It gave parents a say, the option to choose an alternative for my children. I was so grateful. But then Governor Terry McAuliffe vetoed it twice. He doesn't think parents should have a say. He said that. He shut us out. Glenn Youngkin, he listens. He understands parents matter. Join me in voting for Glenn Youngkin. Okay, so you heard it. Right. Oh my God, my child brought home a book. And the things contained within. First, I want to say... Any guesses on how old the child was? Six. Eleven. Eleven? Okay. The kid was in a high school senior AP uh, English lit class. Wow. Okay. And the book, any guesses here? Had to be an AP English. English lit. Okay. Canterbury Tales. Okay, that's one. Okay, interesting. Moby Dick? I don't know. It was Toni Morrison's Beloved. Are you fucking oh. kidding me? Yes. That's wow. what she was so OMG gasp. My jaw's on the floor. Because we're hearing about this story that's based on, you know, a terrible tale about this woman who had escaped slavery and was being brought back to bondage and was like trying to do anything she could to avoid that. That's the fucking book that this lady's talking about. They were talking about Toni Morrison's beloved. She has been now. This didn't happen recently. She had began this campaign against the book in 2013. Being like, I don't know, like, well, my child and she would say, my child has nightmares because of this book. I read it. It's a pretty powerful book. And again, 
you're in a class that's meant to be college level when you're in an AP class. So, yeah, you're going to start reading things that aren't just fucking, you know, Indian in the cupboard or some right. shit. And so, yes, this is the the outrage that Glenn Youngkin is trying to be like, OK, let me keep it super vague and just keep it that like this spooky, haunted Confederate ghost lady was just just shocked that her child had to hear about the brutality of chattel slavery. That's that's unbelievable. That's, yeah. And you, it does suggest because it is like notably vague. You I guess, I guess it does right. paint a picture in your mind because you're, you're like, oh, it must be just, you know hardcore fucking like whatever right what, right what is you it? know what what exactly is is happening here that's and it's a pulitzer prize winning like universally acknowledged work of genius yeah hell yeah but i mean i think it speaks to sort of like just in general yeah. what conservatives are all on about right because it's all critical race theory and these things of just being like we can't keep like making people aware of our past. That's just too much. So we need to do everything we can to try and just put a sheet over it and then just keep moving and say, that did, that's just some other thing that happened. Eyes ahead, yeah. eyes ahead. Yeah. You're going to want to cut some eye holes in the sheet too, just to... Yeah, you know, yeah, of course. And so you make know sure you're riding the head your all horse. pointy at yeah. the top. Yeah. You don't want your torch to like catch other stuff on fire. No, so no, 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 no. I think that's a vague thing that I think if most people lear learned what the this woman was speaking about, they're like, what the fuck? Like, okay. Like most people, if they took that class, have had to read that book and no, people don't have nightmares. It's funny because people looked, checked up on, on her son. He's, he's fine. He had a wedding announcement in the New York times a couple of years ago. So mm. I think he's gotten over his Tony Morrison induced nightmares. That's a very specific type of person who has a wedding announcement in the New York Times, too. So he's. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That is amazing. And what why is this such an important race? Like, just catch me up on why I should have been paying attention to this. I think a lot of people look at it, you know, as a somewhat bellwether kind of state. But more than that, like a serious sort of gauge of what people think of the parties given Biden's approval ratings and things that are happening to see if people are going to back a Democrat or if they start to see some support slip towards Republicans. It's just it's just a thing to just for people for wonks to try and sweat over. You know, sure. some people argue it's like not as important, but this is this is like the horse racification of politics. So like every single like, no, this one, man, you got to pay attention because I was saying before the the recall with Gavin Newsom isn't really a accurate depiction of what's happening in the state or like in the national politics. Like that was a group of Republicans trying to sort of game the system of like recalling a governor to try and get someone else in more so than like, what do the people think of Democrats and Republicans at this moment? Right. Yeah. I mean, just like from a narrative standpoint in the mainstream media, it seems like the two major narratives are like biden's approval is like in the shitter and but like the republicans are still fucked so it's like almost like so this gives them an opportunity to be like one is less fucked than the other one i guess yeah or maybe it's like ah, oh, do people care that there's nothing uh on the agenda actually being accomplished right. does, that still, does that still warrant support i don't know i mean it's just a very strange moment as like most people uh, who are like living in the harsh reality of America are like things need to happen. And yeah. then on the Hill, it's like, I don't know. Should we tax billionaires? Is that popular? I mean, it's certainly not popular with my donors, but 
<laughs> from that perspective, like, would it be better if a Republican won so that the Democrats, like, got scared enough to actually fucking I don't know. do something? I mean, everything's so reactionary. I, I don't. Yeah. I, either way, like, I'm like, I don't have much confidence in this just general political system we have in this country to begin with. So it's like, I, I don't know. Sure, maybe. Yeah. But I could also see them being like, see, this is why we went too far left. Right. You know, there's always that. There's always that logic, too. Well, I will withhold my donation to Youngkin for now. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's talk about Thanksgiving coming up. Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. 2021. And it's going to be more expensive than past ones. Thanks a lot, Biden. Byron! (laughs) There's a number of factors making this year's dinner a bit pricier. You know, there's supply chain shit. There's... The labor shit, labor stuff going down. Uh, what what what's going on, Miles? You t- Inflation, weather, oh. everything. It's like an omni crisis. I mean, quick quick question: Are y'all having Thanksgiving meals? Are you doing something this year? I know twenty twenty made it a lot harder for people, but this year, are you guys planning on doing something? AJ, are you? Oh, me? You want me to go? Okay, yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and feel free to feel free to speak. <laughs> Whenever. Yeah, that's fine. I didn't know which order you go in. Fine. Poor. Yeah, I, absolutely. <laughs> Palm Springs is where we go in Thanksgiving with our family. We're those people. Nice. nice. Yeah. I don't eat meat, so it's basically just yams and cream spinach Tofurky. and other things for me. Right. No tofurkey. Got it. No, I don't. Like, I don't do tofurkey. I don't do like non-alcoholic beer. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. I mean. I just, I just, you know, yeah, you're not looking for like That's replacements. It. Yeah. No, not at all. No. What about you, Zach? We're, we're still figuring it out because my in laws might be coming, coming out from the East Coast. So, but see, might. but different probably than like last year. Did you, I don't think you did. Did you do anything no, last we didn't year? Do shit. That was, yeah. It was super local. Yeah. I was the same way. I have to just, I honestly think I just like made salmon or something at Thanksgiving <laughs> that I got at the store. But now, I think they they say a lot of things are happening too. They feel that consumers are going to be more like spending more money this year to kind of make Thanksgiving a more premium experience because last year so many people were like not doing anything. So it's like, fuck it, let's go big. Let's maybe buy a nicer turkey this year than like the typical frozen one. But like, for example, turkeys, they're going to be more expensive, mostly because the cost of corn has basically doubled. Like the corn feed that commercially raised turkeys eat that should have just gone through the roof. So again, co- costs are being passed on to the consumer. And again, because of like this desire to make Thanksgiving more premium, there's also just be, like creating more interest in these sort of like other kinds of organic or humanely raised turkeys that people are tending to opt for. Then you look at stuff like packaged dinner rolls. They'll be higher because basically all of the ingredients that commercial bakers use has gone up because of supply chain issues. Canned sauces and things like that will cost a little bit more because domestic steel plants aren't putting up the same output. And then China is limiting steel production to like reduce carbon emissions. Mm. And there's just a ton of these like little things that are adding up to just sort of make the cost higher. Sweet potatoes, for example, their biggest thing is they don't have truckers to get the product off the farms into market. So they're now paying because of the shortage in truckers, their their like moving costs are double too. And as everyone says, that's just something the consumer is going to have to literally eat. And extreme weather is another thing affecting the, you know, coffee in Brazil to sugarcane refineries in the south. There's just a ton of things that are all coming together to just, you know, bring the price up a tad bit. And already mm. you see shortages like 
wreaking havoc. They're like people say there's like barely any wooden pallets to ship stuff with or or like cardboard containers because everything's just become more expensive or super scarce. Right. And it just goes right to the consumer, basically. Right. Like that's yeah. how. Well, because that's how they'll, that's the only way they can make it work. It's not be like, fine, I'll eat this cost so then they can still get it for that. It's like, no, then everything's the cost goes up now because right. that's just sort of the What's- thing we're in. I just have one question. The corn thing that you said, the corn price has doubled and the corn is used to feed the turkeys. Yeah. So a lot of commercial. Yeah. So their feed has gone up in cost to even raise the turkeys. So because of that, it's just like, well, shit, their food costs more. So then this meat's going to cost more because it's, you know, everything's used to fatten the turkeys. Is it, is it, is it like a foie gras thing? They're like a corn mix that they shove down the turkey's throat and then make it fat. That is definitely what I'm picturing in my mind when I okay. picture like, <laughs> like how they feed, because those, those things are massive in a, in a way that right. seems unnatural. No, I mean, I don't think I, I'd imagine there's some hormone stuff going on because even as you've seen with chickens, like there's chickens who's the breast meat is so intense that like they can, like, they're just like, yeah. they can't walk. Right. But yeah, that's again for most commercially raised factory turkeys. That's why I think, you know, if you're people are being like, oh, I'm trying to go organic, then the feed might be different and just sort of the praising practices are different and then those costs go up. But I don't know if you've noticed, like the, there there is a lot of just small things like in day to day life that I am seeing become more scarce. Like when I went to the store the other day, normally like the produce bags like at the one supermarket I go to, they're out of produce bags completely. Wow. And like they've moved on to like using like really generic, like thank you printed shopping bags for produce. And oh, like, wow. Damn. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what's going on? I was like, I was like, I'm guessing it's like a supply thing. He's like, yeah, we haven't. They're like, yeah. we it's this is the best we got. And I was like, wow. You asked to so, speak to a manager. You said that. Let me talk to a manager. This is I unacceptable. Did. I absolutely right. did. And I, <laughs> and I slammed my loquats on the ground in disgust. Yeah, I like don't have a like fully formed take on this or most things. But I, I do wonder like why a lot of these costs are being passed on to the consumers and like inflation and like the top story on Reddit for the past 24 hours is like how much Disneyland tickets have gone up. And since the year 2000, it's like from mm-hmm. $41 to 164. And I feel like that that's always something that's like being brought up by the like right more than the left as like, you know, the right's just like, well, you know, it's all these prices that like these higher wages that we're paying the the working class. And I, I just feel like that's almost like we just cede that to the right because we're they they're the ones who like got economics degrees or whatever. <laughs> like, I, right. I don't know. It, it feels like they're like the people who are paying are this are the people who like the the left is supposed to be you know working on on behalf of but like they there's not like a an aggressive argument about like around inflation and its effects and like how that kind of fucks people just as much as a lot of the other shit that we like actually call out sure i mean i think there's us also too like there's an element of you know like you look at disneyland or other places they're doing everything they can to offset losses from 2020 now Right. So there's just like this thing of like, got to make up for that because we were not in as the black as much as we could be. But yeah, then there are just things generally because I mean, if you look at supply chain issues, too, there's just like 
places like Walmart and like and like hotel cartels and groups that do massive buys of certain items. And they essentially can dictate to the suppliers like what the cost of something is because they're buying so much like they are the market, essentially. So then that creates a bottleneck too, or or just pressure on suppliers to even say like, well, now we got to move our shit to China because if we're going to do business with Walmart, we need to make better margins on like these massive, like sort of buys that they're making on certain goods. It happens with drugs too, like pharmaceutical drugs and things like that. But I mean, a lot of it too is like we have, you know, huge supply chain issues that many people at the beginning of the pandemic, especially economists are like, "Mm, the the supply chain is going to get caught out there because everything's become overly centralized. And there isn't enough support for like small business supply chain companies and things like that. Mm. All right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back to talk about Halloween candy. And we're back. And so the takeout has been basically ranking and re-ranking the list of the 10 most popular Halloween candies just ranked by sheer volume of sales, I guess. And so here, here's their list of like the top 10 in the order that they rank them in terms of deliciousness. Coming in at the bottom, Tootsie Pop, which mm-hmm. I think the big surprise there is that it's in the top 10 of candies. I think that's like probably like Fox News's ratings. Like it's more of a, a thing that is just a remnant of an older generation that's still hanging right. around. They're still alive. They're still yeah. alive, folks. Number nine is M&M's, which is the original M&M's. It's not, they're like the re- regular original brown bag M&M's are in the top 10 on their own. I feel like they should have just let M&M's live as an entire category. You know, that what, really, y- yeah. <sighs> I okay, well, let's get through the list. I, yeah, I, yeah. I have to wrap my head around the totality of sure. it before I can start getting upset. Eight Jolly Ranchers, seven Hershey's mini bars. So, this just going back to that MM's thing, they're letting Hershey's mini bars be exist as like the little chocolate bars, but also like the Mr. Good bars, the that like special crackle. Dark. Yeah, yeah. So, the, they get like the whole spectrum. Six Sour Patch Kids, five Snickers, four Starburst, three Skittles, two Twix. Number one, of course, Reese's Cup, mm-hmm. which I think they nailed most of it. Like, I, I think in the like Reese's is definitely the first thing I count up after I steal a kid's Halloween bag and, you know, see yeah, how yeah, much yeah, I that's got. always, yeah, yeah. I get excited for those. I love Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces, well, I, it's weird. I have like a weird, I'm more chocolate above everything because in my mind, that's like the real, that's the good shit on Halloween is chocolate. The fruit candies like Starburst and Skittles and things like that. Jolly, I hate Jolly Ranchers. Just I'm just put that out there. I think the apple, green apple ones tastes like absolute shit. The watermelons taste like melted plastic. And I don't know. I, I, I guess this makes sense. A Reese's at one and Twix at two feels right for me. personally. Wow. Okay. Yeah. AJ, how, how, how about, about you? AJ, what about you? I, the only one I disagree with right now is I think the the ten, which is the Tootsie Pop. I don't I don't know because it's not Tootsie Roll, right? You said Tootsie Pop. Right, yeah, right. the the yeah. owl one. Oh uh, yeah, the owl one. Right. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see that 
someone had to pay someone to get Tootsie Pop in the top 10. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, massive yeah, lobby. payola effort. happening. Right I think there. it really is, though. The Like, for instance, they they ranked these in a number of different ways. And one of the rankings was uh, Nostalgia and Tootsie Pop came in at number one, yeah. which makes sense to me because, like, that is one that has been... It's one of the first candies I ever remember eating. Uh, also, one of the first candies I ever remember being disappointed by. Right. Yeah. And uh, but it like does have the owl that you know it's just kind of, kind of iconic, even even if it doesn't deserve to be. And I don't think it's even iconic though, right? I mean, I, it's iconic twenty years ago. It feels like. right. Right. I, 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 who we? Yeah, I feel like more than forty are more iconic. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. M&M's too. I don't like, I don't think, you know what, you know what makes it, and we have a lot of M&M's right now in our house, but I, and I don't know why this never occurred to me, but they're all different colors, but in the same flavor, right? The candy colored shell (laughs) tastes exactly the same across the board. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just, I, I, why, why even have colors if they're not going to taste any different? Skittles taste different. Starburst tastes different. M&M, AJ, they have different personalities, play. though. The green is really yeah. horny, and or uh, the green is sexy. I think, I guess, green is, is sexy. Yellow's stupid, right? Yeah, yeah. red <laughs> has reptile brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stupid, but like well-meaning. I think, <laughs> right? Which one is um the teacher from Whiplash? He does he play yellow, or does he play the one that's all doofy? Because like the red one's like, meh, 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 and the yellow one's like. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And then the green one's like, I'm sexy. Yeah. So I don't know who the... Or wow, J.K. Simmons. J.K. That, Simmons, that's yeah, what okay, I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah J.K. Yeah. Simmons is the voice of the yellow Eminem. Wow. I would really, say he's more good-natured, Miles, than than stupid, but... Uh, that's but See, that's how I look. And see, everyone projects their own traits onto the Eminems. I think that's why it's, just a, it's a very powerful marketing tool. Yeah. But with Tootsie Pop 2... Did you ever do that thing like when you were a kid, you'd eat it. You got to a certain point where like you were done being patient to get to the Tootsie Pop. You're just like, fuck it. I'm chewing the yeah. fuck out of this. Yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with blow pops, too. Yeah. Right. So I, mean, I really like, like blow pops. I would replace blow pops on there. Uh, yeah. Blow pops. Uh, absolutely. Blow pops. I would just do a, kick the shit out of Tootsie Pop. I would do a down, fucking yeah. backflip if someone gave me a blow pop right now. Like right. I, that would truly be like, oh, my God, <laughs> I haven't seen you in years. <laughs> that would really do it for me. I think there's like big Tootsie Pop is holding them down because of uh, <laughs> also because of like the, you know, just gum like gum is gross. It gets all over the place. It's probably like annoying. Ah, for... You swallow it if you're a kid. Mm. Yeah. But I tell you to blow pop, you chew on it and then you're like, <laughs> you just mm, swallow I'm, it I'm thirsty and then you swallow it. I used to do it. I used to swallow so much gum as a kid. I had a fuck. I was out of problem. I uh I did like a Ocean's Eleven style heist of a bunch of blow pops that our third grade teacher kept on his his desk like after or actually I guess it was on the weekend we went in and uh, were able to steal a bunch of those. That's you broke into school on the weekend to steal some blow pops. Yeah, yeah. Did you wow. really? Yeah. I mean, didn't break in. The door was open. The door was they were, oh, okay. they were doing yeah. a, They were doing a cleaning. <laughs> oh, doing the old cap of the January 6th. You say Ocean's Eleven. I'm picturing like you doing the French guy thing underneath yeah. all the laser lights and basically just like. You know, right. Yeah. There there was some dancing. There was yeah. some uh, acrobatics, but it was fully uh, for show. There was no no real need, need for it. Right. Or the me getting dressed up as a ambulance driver and my friend faking a heart attack. <laughs> you're like i'm lyman zerga and i'm here for my blow pops <laughs> this is one thing i'm curious about 
what about savory snacks on Halloween? Because I look at, I remember there was like one time someone blew up the paradigm at this neighborhood I was trick-or-treating at as a kid and gave like really good like chips I had never seen. And maybe they just had a chip company that like maybe they're just right. trying to get rid of some mm. dead inventory. But I remember being like, hey, that was cool. Yeah. Like, cause I like chips. And yeah. I know maybe candy's just sort of seen as more of a luxury good because a parent would be like, don't eat too much candy rather than like, fine, eat as much sodium as you want. Yeah. But like, I'm always part of me is like, when can I, you know, I'd like a little savory treat too. This yeah. have to be sweet supremacy. Mm. Just a nice meat. ladle of oatmeal to go right in the bag. Just right in my mouth. <laughs> Open. I think Pringles. One. Pringles should actually be Pringles part of the Halloween. Would be a good, yeah. Yeah. Like mini, yeah. Little cans of Pringles. It, yes. Nobody, nobody's saying no to that. Right. Mm. No. Yeah. And that would, you'd lose your shit. Yeah. As a kid, like getting those little mini, mini tubes or now they yeah. got them in those little plastic, like sleeve type things. But I don't know. Just saying, folks, think about it. Yeah. Do you, so you guys don't fuck with M&M's? You're not, like, the peanut M&M's are not a fixture on your candy Mount Rushmore? Nope. No. no wow. Reese's Pieces, great. Yeah. I think Reese's yeah. Pieces basically just, like, those, those are the proper use of the M&M shape and candy coating. Stuff. What yeah. about the they, colors, though? Are yeah, you mad about the colors? Orange and yellow? What is it? It's just two colors. Orange, they, yellow, brown. Yeah. 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 There's brown? Okay. Well, that's fine. Acceptable. Okay. Just because, just because you know they, they they're and that feels like it's a uniform for like Reese's, right? I mean, that's right, more right. That's what so right. Yeah, that's a good point. M and M's just added another color. What I mean, they threw in blue. What like fifteen years ago, and everybody like, yeah. that was a big deal. But blue tastes exactly the same as every other M and M. Yeah, but I think that's that's a genius of it too. Because I almost I was like, fuck, dude, there's blue ones. I yeah. gotta buy them now. And then I was like, fuck, I'm just eating a bunch of M&Ms that yeah. are all stale. Yeah. It would be a great magic trick where someone can bl be blindfolded and then kind of distinguish between the colors of M&Ms, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is right. like, that, that would be a great, like, completely useless superpower that somebody has. <laughs> right. like, yeah. That you could taste a commercial food diet. Yeah, America's got talent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yellow five. Wow. Uh-oh. You sure about this, folks? This is yellow five. Mm, I don't know what I'm eating, but I like it. Do you guys remember when this was, I think, like 30 years ago when they brought back the red and like, I don't know if it was urban legend or this, if this was like actually true, but like the red was gone because it was giving people cancer. No, <laughs> you don't remember. What? Maybe that, yeah. that might've just been something I made up. Yeah. I, I thought the I that thought red, like I, red always existed though, right? No, red was gone for a while. Red disappeared in the eighties after a study linked a certain red food dye to cancer, despite Mars not actually using that dye. Mm. So, huh. Lancaster Online never lied to me before because I've mm. never heard of it. But <laughs> So Mars owns the M&M's? Yeah. Mars. Mars bars still exist? Mars bars, I think, should crack the top 10, actually. I mean, very good candy bar. What like, is Mars bar? I actually am not familiar. Mars bar is kind of like Snickers, but almost yeah, like no. a little more of a sophisticated Snickers, I feel like. Wow. I don't know imported caramel i'm not sure but um might have i think there's nougat involved yeah, yeah. In there's nougat Mars. yeah and almonds i think is the thing that makes it different than a snickers what's it what are the what's the nut and snickers peanuts peanuts yeah, yeah. is it hmm. well yeah. then there's also almond snickers but those right right have a weird though. off color wrapper that makes me uncomffortable what do you Frankly, think of white chocolate reese's 
I don't like it as much as regular Reese's, but I will allow it for sure. I'll allow it. Yeah. I can abide. But I'm again, I'm I'll reach for the original too. And now those other ones that they got with the potato chips inside, have you had those? I've had the, the pretzel pretzels ones? in there. I really enjoy those. The chip one is that one fucking bangs too. Yeah. Do the chips stay crunchy? Yeah. Oh yeah, like almost criminally so. Yeah, like no, that's what. Teeth. Like, I'm very suspicious. <laughs> I'm like, either the chip's gonna be soggy as fuck, in which case I'm not gonna enjoy it, or it's gonna be crispy, in which case, like, they've used some chemical on this that should not be, like, is definitely not permitted in the EU. Like, yeah, for it's made of humans. like desiccant gel, gel <laughs> that they use to like take the moisture out of stuff. Because, right. like, I mean, it it is it's wild, like how much you're like, oh shit, that's fucking crunchy. Okay. <laughs> Fucking wow. knocked a couple fillings loose, but I love the sweet and savory. So the Mars looks like it is a Snickers bar, except it's got like a layer of just kind of sort of soft chocolate instead of the peanuts and caramel up top. Is that what I'm is that what I'm picking up here? I guess. Okay. I don't know. I'm having one in a minute. There's something it... more special about Mars. It's not just soft chocolate, whatever that means. Yeah. It looks like I think oh, you're seeing caramel. just the caramel. Yeah, it's I'm seeing caramel. the caramel. Yeah, just, with the nougat. The Wikipedia photograph on the Mars page just sliced it with like a very sharp knife, so the caramel is not like stretchy at all. They've just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It just yeah. looks like they've surgically bisected it for some reason. Yeah. All right. So Jolly Ranchers was one that I was really into as a kid. They are a real pain in the ass, though, if, I, if I'm being honest with myself. Like, having to have something in your mouth for that long yeah, is Yeah, that's great. true. Yeah. yeah. No time for that anymore. Because yeah. then there's, like, the little wrapped-up rectangular prism ones. Then they have the ones that just used to be, like, straight-up, like, flat strips. Sticks, yeah. yeah right? Like this, yeah, yeah. And those, yeah. Are, those are, like, heavily traded in my elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, kids would go to, like, Rice's Flea Market which was like outside of like Jersey and mm -hmm. buy huge bags of the Jolly Rancher sticks. Right. And then come in and yeah, it was like, you know, trading cigarettes in prison basically right. with yeah. these sticks. I mean, yeah. I mean, There's, that's what, yeah. J Jolly Ranchers or JRs as they were called in Dayton, Ohio. JRs, the time. yeah. And uh, blow pops <laughs> were absolutely like fucking currency on the, on the schoolyard. <laughs> like, yeah. Mm -hmm. if you, and especially if you've got like the watermelon Jolly Ranchers and the fire sticks, right? Yeah. The oh, Jolly the Rancher one? cinnamon fire were yeah. incredible. Yeah. yeah I, re I always like remember like that's what, like the cool kids, they would have the sticks, but leave the wrapper on like they were eating a burrito, just peeling it back as you like worked your way down. Like I have a very specific image in my mind of like it's it's 1994 and the mm -hmm. eighth graders are all like, yeah, dude keep the wrapper i think that's gonna come back now that you mentioned it <laughs> i think i can just like picture cool. like machine gun kelly with like the unwrapped halfway yeah. wrapped jolly rancher right. stick on yeah. the red carpet and people are like oh my god he's oh yeah I, I, I believe me i mean that would like skyrocket like he, jolly rancher weed. sticks would then crack the top five independently easily you know do you think the long flat ones are permitted in prison? Because I feel like you just inadvertently turn them into shivs, like yeah. immediately. Oh yeah, yeah. You could, yeah, you could, you could file that down and get a good edge on that problem. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Use a lighter to just kind of harden it. I mean, look. <laughs> so, Miles, your your ranking would have all chocolate up top, including Hershey's mini bars. Yeah, 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 and even M and M's. Wow. Like, okay. I'm not okay. like okay because I didn't. 
So I remember like Starbursts are fine. I like Starbursts, but again, I'm I will always pick the chocolate candy over the the fruit candy. That's how it is. I really like God made me. their Skittle Starburst and Sour Patch Kids. I'm I've gotten a new appreciation for them as my palate has become more refined. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you know, as I've aged, uh, not my juvenile palate. Yeah. Yeah. Only did your wife eat the Sour Patch Kids when she was pregnant? Did you get the ten pound bag of Sour Patch Kids to no. like, work with the nausea? Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I I invested in that, and yeah, um, yeah, no, was, and having that many Sour Patch Kids around. Oh, that's it's kind of fun, right? I mean, it's just like <laughs> right. like they're always there. Like make a little sour patch army but, and But I mean yeah. it's just like I mean, think about like when you get like some sour patch kids and you're basically done with the bag. And this you're never done. You're just yeah. like, Oh, if I'm in the mood for sour patch kids, I have a good seven, eight pounds of them yeah. at my disposal at any time. I could use a ladle to procure some out of this bag <laughs> just for the fun of it. Like, here's another scoop. And when you're done with it, is there like two pounds of sugar at the bottom? Yeah, yeah. it really is. That's yeah. fun. It's, it, it looks pretty nasty. Yeah. But yeah. not as bad as like old M&M's bags. I mean, if you just like have like this, the mini bags of M&M's, they get like real saggy-esque very quickly. And I think that's mm. part of the reason I don't like the M&M's because I just feel like they're discarded very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the brown bags and the brown bags. Uh, yeah, yeah. With the the classic M and M's, I feel like there is a point that you you are correct that like those are the ones that I'll find like in a drawer somewhere like two Halloweens later, mm-hmm. and they they have like that built in you know best buy date in the sense that if you open them and they're like white <laughs> that's yeah. usually a bad sign yeah, but, like but it's weird shit. how quickly they can go from yeah. kind of fresh to looking like they were left out in a thunderstorm right i mean it's <laughs> right. just like you yeah, know, yeah. They, yeah. I, and i don't that no other candy does that yeah i don't even do m&m mcflurries you know what I mean? Yeah, no, the M and M's are not good in ice cream because they get too no, hard, and then right. it takes yeah. too long they to yeah, break yeah. your teeth. Yeah, sorry, you know I'm trying M M&M, and M. I'm trying to work with you, no. but I, I think know. it's out of the top ten by the end of this. Do they have like a hazelnut, like Nutella type M M&M? and M? I'm sure they've tried it. Apparently, there's a new uh, M and M popcorn, chocolate covered popcorn that is. I don't even know what that would look like other than just chocolate covered popcorn, and they're calling it M M&M, and M. But hmm. They they really fumbled the M M&M and M pretzel that that could have been could have been great. Oh, I remember, dude. I remember when that came out because I think I saw like in one of the seasons of Hard Knocks, like Rex Ryan kept eating them, yeah. and I was like, oh shit, dude, Rex Ryan is living that fucking life. <laughs> I remember, like, he's like, I think there was like a moment he's like, dude, they got pretzel M and M's, the best commercial I'd ever seen. <laughs> even though I'm not even like a Jets fan or anything, I was like, right. Huh. I just, I like Rex Ryan was just kind of like a living meme in like my friend group. Oh, and yeah. we were just always like, dude, look at this dude. He's living. He's living. Yeah. All right. Well, AJ, it's been such a pleasure having you on the yeah, Daily Zeitgeist, man. Where can, uh, where can people find you, follow you, hear you, all that good stuff? Yeah. You can go to the smallbow.com and that's a B O W, you know, with small and bow. Mm-hmm. The smallbow.com. Nailed it. That's, but it's spelled like the small bow sometimes, so I don't want to confuse people. Right, and then right. obviously, I mean, really good shares. We're part of the iHeart podcast family, and you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, yeah. And is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? 
I think we're at Instagram as the small bow newsletter and then at Twitter at the small bow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Check it out. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Twitter, Instagram, uh, at Miles of Gray. And if you like 90 Day Fiance, come by and check out 420 Day Fiance, where I get high and talk about 90 Day Fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we're going to talk some tweets that I like, this one is from Langston Kerman at Langston Kerman. He says, sometimes I want to ju- <laughs> I want to judge self-help Twitter. And then I remember how inspired I used to feel from the trash talk on and one T-shirts. <laughs> and if you remember the and one basketball oh, brand yeah, with like the faceless avatar logo, the first one that he posted was a shirt that says, go to church, pray you don't guard me. <laughs> <laughs> and then another one is like with the and one character like dribbling. It says, my game and your breath, the two strongest things on the court. And wow, like, yeah, this is that's fantastic. a little complicated, but I, yeah, I like it. There are two more that I like. This is from at Sarah Winifred tweeted. I saw a girl. I saw a six year old girl at the playground who caught a sparrow in her hand, and her mom was like, "Oh yeah, she does that. I wish she'd stop." The most logical explanation is that I'm a supporting character in a middle grade novel. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rules. And then uh, last one at JL Barrow in reference to Dave Chappelle said, "I thought quote Twitter wasn't a real place." Now outcry is costing you opportunities. Is it Uchi Wally or one Mike? I'm tired. <laughs> the nonsense, yeah, yeah. All right. Tweets I've been enjoying. Kevin Setcha tweeted, "Will I enjoy the French Dispatch?" For reference, I'm a porcelain elf figurine in a tweed vest that plays the viola when you push a button. <laughs> and uh, Dorothea Paz tweeted, "Moms are always like." Can we tackle the front hall closet today? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song are we sending people to go check out? Up day. You want to feel good. You want your boot jumping up in your boot. Well, this is what you're going to do. You're going to search this track from Sir Was, W-A-S. It's called I Want to Feel Like That. And it's like a, you know, kind of psych pop R&B kind of jam. Really, really fun production and upbeat. And again, it's just something that'll have you singing out loud. Because you, you know say what? I have your boot like jumping up in your boot. Are they wearing boot jumping boots? up in your boot? Yeah, wow. man. I love it. Like the fucking pizza place. <laughs> All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you find your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye.